Hey there, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. This is your co-host, Kate, who got bumped up to introduction duty, so that's pretty exciting, huh? And here's your other co-host, Michaela. Say hey, Michaela. Hey. That's right. She's here too. And this is episode six of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. Thanks for coming back and joining us once again. And hey, if you've been telling other people to listen to, we really appreciate that. It is so nice to have more of you joining us each and every week. So welcome if you're new. And if you're not new, thanks for coming back. Exactly. Is um, introduction duty better than like recess duty? Uh, I don't have to do recess duty. It's not in my contract. That's exciting. Bus duty? No, also not in my contract. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody, as Kate said, we are super happy to have you on and listening today. We have some exciting stuff we're going to talk about because guess what? Pacific Northwest sports is always exciting, even when there's things that might not be so exciting. Um, so this week, we're going to start off, as we always do, with our Pacific Northwest Athlete Quote of the Week. And this week, I chose a quote from one of our very favorite women's soccer players, and that's Megan Rapino. Yay! And her quote this week is, This is my charge to everyone. We have to be better. We have to love more, hate less. We got to listen more and talk less. That's a good what one. great words of advice. Absolutely. I mean, there's always room for improvement. And, uh, you know, to quote, to quote a guy that I know, uh, you know, just keep striving for your highest potential, you know, and just doing the best you can. I think it's a, it's a great way to be. Is that guy that you know, your dad or your brother? Uh, my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. So hello to him if he is listening. Gotcha. That's funny. No, I, I just, I, I chose that quote this week because I just, I, I, I still am struggling with this whole, you know, just seeing the stuff on Twitter. Just, I want people to be kind. I want people to be supportive of one another. Mm -hmm. I want people to be supportive of what's kind of going on around the world. And it's, it can be a dark place to be those interwebs, you know? I mean, I, I, you know, to go along with that, obviously the internet is not the greatest uh, all the time, especially social media. And it's, and yet, okay. it's also great because it's allowing us to do this sort of thing and to have you all be able to listen. Oh, so it's like one, a catch 22. 100%, 100%. But it is that balance of like, you know, when are you going to pick up that phone and check that site? And, and when are you not? When are you going to say like, okay, that's enough for today. Or I don't, I don't have the capacity to go on here and, and read what everybody in the world has to say, you know, um, how do you balance that for yourself mm -hmm. is it's a big thing. It is. And, uh, you know, do something if you can to challenge you all this week, just to do something kind and out of the ordinary for someone. It could be a loved one. It could be a stranger. It could be for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let us know, like go on our Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast, Twitter page or Instagram uh, by searching at Pacific Northwest Showdown and share with us what you've done, you know, for yourself, maybe for somebody else that you love. Uh, one way to, you know, find joy is through gratitude and giving. So, just yeah, give love, be kind, listen to a friend if they need it. Uh, great words by Megan Rapino. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. That is your Pacific Northwest athlete quote of the week. And our next segment will be the showdown lowdown. There you go. All right, everybody, it is time for the showdown lowdown. I didn't do it this time just to throw you off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yeah. not surprised. All right. So the showdown lowdown is where we talk about Pacific Northwest sports news, the updates, scores, everything like that for the week. We do have a very special guest to join us this week for this segment specifically. And that special guest is my lovely sister, Brittany. It's good to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So Brittany's going to join us for this segment because um, last night there was a very special soccer match for the U.S. women's national team. And a little bit later, we're going to talk about um, one of their players who's played for 17 years and, and she retired last night from the sport. And Brittany's going to be here to talk a lot about kind of how much that player meant to the sport and her impact, not on just on the sport itself, but on her teammates. And um, I'm really looking forward to having Brittany here to talk about that. Absolutely. Brittany's amazing. And uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, of course. So to get started though, we're going to go ahead and talk about Ken Griffey Jr. now being a part-time or a part owner of the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Did that's you hear about cool that? Thing. Yeah, I saw it on the um I saw it on the internets. On the internets. Yeah, on the interwebs. This is news to me. Please, please do share. This is this is awesome. You didn't hear about this? I did not. Okay. This is why you and Kate are here to inform to inform us. Brittany, Brittany's getting this live. She's yeah, she's getting she's getting live. it she's getting it live and in person, sort of. All right, so I do want to read what Ken Griffey said about this. So what Ken Griffey Jr. said Ken about Griffey this. Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you. Not there his is dad, a senior. There is, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ken Griffey Jr. said, "As I said in my Hall of Fame speech, I'm very proud to be a Seattle Mariner. I'm excited for this incredible opportunity." to join John and the rest of the Mariners partnership group. This is a dream come true because of the relationship I've always had with the team, its fans in the city of Seattle. I view this as another way to continue to give back to an organization and community that has always supported me and my family. I'm looking forward to continuing to contribute to this organization's success in any way possible. And what a better time for Ken Griffey Jr. to get involved with this hot, amazing Seattle Mariners team who are just on the verge of making the playoffs. Yeah. They were really close and so close. The Atlanta Braves who are in the wild or in the world series, they, their season record, they had less wins than Mm -hmm. the Mariners had. Yeah. So absolutely. What I'm saying is that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. (sighs) I'm wearing Kendra Griffey's. You're wearing, yeah, you're wearing that. You're wearing the throwback jersey. Yeah, I am. It looks nice for those of you at home who can't see it, but Brittany can see it because technology. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was also, he was at the Seahawks game on Sunday. So he was there on Sunday for that, which was kind of cool. And Brittany was the one that gave me that mic drop moment. Um, 
for the mailbag, when Steve asked that question about mm-hmm. would I, which would I rather yeah, absolutely. have Ken Griffey Jr.'s or the Super Bowl 13 win. year Hall of Fame career or the Super Bowl 48 for the Seahawks? And Brittany just gave like the best answer as to why Ken Griffey Jr.'s career, like I have to choose that one to keep. Absolutely. And it made perfect sense, but Brittany's really smart. So that also makes perfect I, sense. I'm going to need a large beanie over here. If you guys keep making my head any bigger. <laughs> Girl, you have so many beanies. You can stitch them all together. You'll be fine. Probably true. Probably true. Yeah. Okay. So on to the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Kate, do you want to share what's going on with that? Yeah. So they had their first home game, um, this past Saturday, the 23rd against the Canucks and uh, they lost four to two. It was a super, uh, that game was great to watch. We were watching it on TV. We were not, we were not live at climate pledge or anything like that, but it was, it was pretty amazing, uh, to see the game and just really like we've talked about before, how we're kind of getting into learning about hockey, trying to like pick up some more things. And, and one of our friends, uh, we were watching it together out at this, uh, local place here that we love and she's into hockey. Well, her wife's really into hockey. So then, so she's been learned, she's learned a lot about hockey. And then she was teaching us about some of the things and we both felt like, okay, this like, is, we can like figure some quote, of these things get out. out of the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So then we figured out what that meant. And, um, and it was pretty cool. So, um, so yes, they, they lost their first game at home, but on Tuesday, the 26th, they did win their first their first win at home. They got that. Um, they were playing the Canadians, and they actually uh, won that match five to one. Um, they had four different players scoring those goals. We had Gord, um, Tanev, Donato, Everly. Tanev got two, uh, which was pretty cool. So, um, and then their next match is coming up on uh, Thursday, the 28th, uh, against the Wild. The so wild. the wild, I know what a great name, right? There are some good names. In There's sports. some great hockey team names specifically. Teams, yeah. Uh, soccer teams. Cause Brittany had to explain to me mm-hmm. Brittany and my mom did, by the way, I think I might've said this last week, but they did tell me what, what, um, oh yeah. Yeah. The one word. Oh, dynamite Dyn- dynamo dynamo dynamo. I know what dynamite is. Yes. We all, we all do. We watched Looney Tunes. So Brittany and I growing up. We would play like Boggle and Scrabble, and Brittany's like the vocab guru, and I'm not. Like we said, she's really smart. Brittany, how much, how often would you suggest growing up that we play those games just because you knew you'd win every time? Hey, as much as possible. I mean, if if uh, if the word game came out, it was hey, Boggle and Scrabble are the only games uh, games we have. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> no, we played, we would play boggle for like hours. We just wouldn't, like, yeah. I don't even know if we played it the right way, but we're just like, cool, we're just going to shake it it's, up again. And it's find team, it's team make your own rules with some of those games, you know, oh. as long as, as long as I feel like everybody playing the game in that sitting agrees on whatever the alternate rules are, then like, who cares what the real rules and are? And Bernie and I shared a room for a long time growing up. I've heard the stories. So we, we <laughs> We have a lot, of- and there, there, there are lots of them. There are, lots of them. There are plenty. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have Brittany come on as special guests to share some of those wild stories. Which, again, the Kraken are going to be playing the Wild on Thursday. Yep, there you um, go. To share some of those wild stories in the future, you'll have right. to set aside a few hours for that one. Probably, yeah. It'll be an extended. It'll be an extended, it'll be an extended episode for sure. Special edition. That's right. Yep. 
<laughs> All the dirt on your hosts. Oh man, Michaela. just half of the hosts. Half of the hosts. <laughs> we'll <laughs> bring Lathrop on to you. Oh man. Well, okay. Well, that's just getting not fair. There we go. All right. The Seattle Sounders had a match on Saturday and they lost two to one against the Sporting KC. Brittany, I don't know if you saw this anywhere online by chance, but Roldan got body slammed in the goal by the goalie of Sporting KC during that game. And he only got yellow carded. Like I'm saying body slammed, picked it. In it air. looked, it oh, I did looked see that. nuts. I did see that. I was, I was shocked myself. Um, yeah, like, I, I watched so that one a few times. You, you got a red card when you were a goalie for <laughs> accidentally slipping on the ground and sitting on the ball. And then you yes. had to, then you had to go appeal because you were supposed to be suspended for. I did. Games? Uh, it, they were, they were thinking seven games for that. And that was, I mean, it was just thick, thick mud. I mean, just uh, up to your, up to your ankles, mud. I had slipped, slipped and fallen on the ball. Couldn't get up. I mean, my little legs were kicking and kicking and kicking trying <laughs> to get up and, and it was right on the goal line there. I mean, it was, Hey, it was a, it was a good save if I do say so myself, but uh, yeah, I had to go appeal that it was a red card. How did this goalie not get a red card for what he did? To roll down. How was that? It, he must have had a lot of a lot of money in his back pocket. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the ref um did they has come out saying something? Wrote you can write like a statement about it, and he said it didn't reach the level of brutality that would I mean require a red card. But like, yeah. I haven't seen a play that brutal. I don't. I mean, can you think of any other plays in soccer that have gotten red cards that looked? No, I mean, for a moment, I, I forgot that it was soccer. I thought we were watching wrestling. Um, <laughs> so did the rock. Apparently. <laughs> bring out the chairs, bring out the, <laughs> bring out the tables. I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, that was pretty brutal though. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I would say that I don't agree with the call, but, uh, but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was insane. If you haven't seen that video yet, I am going to kind of plug something. I'm working on a website that's going to have all of our Seattle Pacific Northwest sports teams that we talk about here on the podcast. I'm going to try to do my best to keep updating those pages and share important information, breaking news. And so I'm hoping to share that this week. Um, And it's obviously in the works, but I do have that video uploaded for the Sounders. So once you gain access to this website, head over to that Sounders page to watch that video if you haven't seen it yet. Keep an eye out on the social media pages so that you can see when that launches. Exactly. All right. So they also played on Tuesday. They lost three to zero against the LAFC. And then they play the LA Galaxy on Monday. I did see a statement from the Sounders coach just saying, like, I'm the first to raise my hand that we need to be playing better. Mm. And the Sounders were doing really, really well, like even just a week and a half. I mean, they were ranked second in, you know, the Western conference. Yeah. So Western, Western makes more sense. It does. Okay. (laughs) PNW, not PNE. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm learning sports. You are. So this is going to lead to our transition where Brittany's really going to get to share some really great information and and just stories about Carly Lloyd's career. So substituting in for the OL rain this week, since the OL rain did not have a game there on break is our USA uh, women's national soccer team. And 
as I kind of stated and alluded to at the beginning of this segment, Carly Lloyd, it was her final match last night. Um, and it was against Korea. Am I right, Britt? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Korea. It was, uh, it was South, South Korea, South Korea. Yep. And, uh, it's it was a 17 year career Brittany I just I kind of want to hand this one over to you in terms of like we were texting and you just couldn't stop I'm telling you that on my side of the phone Brittany was just like it just kept on buzzing and buzzing and buzzing as she was watching everything unfold um in terms of the special ceremonies that they had for Carly Lloyd in terms of how the game went which I'm gonna let Brittany share what the final score was today too um Brittany what did you see? What was the emotions that not only were evoked in you, but that you saw that the fans that were there and present for it, what, what was the feelings and the emotions out there? And why was this such an important player to, to the league? Sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, I appreciate you both having me on, uh, especially for, for a topic and for a player that means so much to me. Um, you know, I, uh, been playing soccer, most of my life, it's, it's, it's my key sport. It's, it's where my passion lies. And so this certainly means a lot to me. Um, you know, Lloyd was, is, uh, an individual and a player that, uh, that I grew up watching. She, she started young as well. Um, you know, uh, fellow friends, fellow teammates, Mia Hamm, Brandy Chastain, those are all names that I think, uh, you know, Abby Wambach, you know, we all are very familiar with her, um, you know, she's just an iconic person. She, she really set the standard and, and, uh, and, and really, uh, dug deeper, I think, than, than so many other players. She, she changed the game. She, uh, you know, little girls just dreamt like one day I want to be that person. I just, her passion for the game, but her passion for her, her teammates is really kind of what sets her apart. And, and for the coaching staff, um, she, you know, many assumed, including myself, actually, that, that she would play out the, the full 90 minutes of the match. And, and I was shocked to see her come out in the 65th minute, um, subbed for her fellow forward, Alex Morgan, who, who is another key name in the sport. Um, but, you know, after listening to some of the post-game interviews and, and really, uh, following pretty heavily on that, it was, plan that way. Uh, Carly knew exactly when she would be pulled out. Um, this was done for two reasons. It was done because, um, Carly's coach and team wanted to, uh, allow her the opportunity to be celebrated, um, individually from the fans, just for her to have that moment, those few moments. Um, and, and also they did want to see Alex, Alex out there, of course. And, and what did she do? She went and got a goal. Uh, (laughs) Almost immediately, which was no surprise. Yeah. Um, but I think the most special part for me um, was the surprise. Uh, she surprised her husband. Um, you know, when they uh, when she heard her name and she was getting subbed out, uh, she took off her cleats, which is something that is, you know, you, you do when it's your last game. It's symbolic. Um, she took off her cleats. You know, she she looked up to the fans. She acknowledged her fans. And then she, you know, lots of hugs, lots of hugs, uh, saw, saw, saw lots of tears in the, in the audience, her fans and everything like that. She was definitely trying to, to maintain her cool, but, um, 
she'd certainly cried a lot of tears, you know, leading up into the, the match, but she made her way to the sideline. And before she stepped off and embraced Alex Morgan, she paused and she took off her Jersey and she had uh, another Jersey on underneath with her husband's last name, Hollins. And this was something Carly had planned and he did not know. And it brought him to tears and it brought me to tears and it brought everyone yeah. to tears. Mm-hmm. But this is, yeah, Michaela was crying too. Yes. And, and the reason that that was so special is because, you know, she had, she had obviously, um, really made a name for herself and, and she'd, she'd kept that last name on those jerseys, but, um, but that was, that was a, a way for her, a powerful way for her to say, Hey, um, I'm leaving what I love but I have you. Um, and I'm, I'm leaving what I love, but this is, this is also, you know, you're embracing me. You've supported me. You've loved me. Here I am for you. Mm -hmm. Here I am for you. Like, I know uh, she's like, Michaela's going to cry again. No, I'm not. I'm fine. fine. So yeah, I mean, all in all her, you know, she's had an historic career. Um, it was also really special what she said in her post-game interview, as far as, you know, you won't be seeing me on the field anymore, but you sure as heck will see me continue to change the game mm-hmm. um, for the best and in a positive direction. And that was uh, also a really special moment um, that resonated with me and with the fans as well. I just, man, I could listen to you talk about Carly Lloyd all day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you just painted a beautiful picture for people that weren't able to watch to kind of just capture what that felt like on the field, what that experience was, why she was so important to the game. Um, and I appreciate you coming on today to share that because the way, like just your words, um, I think Brittany's going to have to come on this podcast a little bit more often. We'll get her in here and there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I will do that anytime you need me. I would love that. Soccer. Um, I feel weird having to move on to (laughs) the Seahawks after you just like left us on this, like, it was like an emotional, it was an emotional journey. Emotional journey. Yeah. Might I add, by the way, that uh, Carly and her husband are high school sweethearts. So that's pretty special. They were dating for 21 years and they just got married a few years ago. It was 2015, 2016. They got married right after the Olympics Mm. and, uh, but they were dating for 21 years. Wow. And he supported her. He supported her through her entire career. And that's what made that Jersey. um, Absolutely. Yeah. So special. It goes to show that although there are quote traditional norms and how relationships should look and be in timeframes, that it doesn't have to look or be a certain way, as long as you feel like it is good and healthy and what you need for yourself and what your partner needs for them. Yeah, and that you can grow together and support one another and love one another. As long as you're on the same page, that about is it. what's important. Sure. Exactly, same page, mm-hmm. and uh, communication is important in that regard. So, thanks for sharing that because yeah, that's that's a fun, that's, amazing. that's a fun side fact I didn't know about. It is yeah. uh, talking about emotional. I mean, content. Geez, the Seahawks. Uh, we're gonna dive deep into this Seahawks game. Yeah, we'll get into analysis this as we do, but just for those who would like to know the score. It was 13 to 10 at the end of the game. We lost to the New Orleans Saints. And it was so close. It was close. 
Their next game is on Sunday against the Jags on Halloween. True. And we will be at that game. We're going to be at that game. Yeah. So we'll talk more about the Seahawks and the Hawkeye analysis and break it down for what I can really remember and recall. It's very different watching the game live than it is on TV. So Mm -hmm. excuse my analysis if it doesn't seem as detailed as, (laughs) as it usually is. It'll be great. All right. Before we log off with the showdown lowdown, we have to announce the Pacific Northwest player of the week. So, yeah, this is where out of all the players who excelled throughout the week, we pick one of them to be kind of the MVP of the week. And so this week we're going to go with Brandon Tenev with the two goals that he had in the Kraken's first victory at home in Climate Pledge Arena. Um, you know, last season through the whole hockey season, he only had six goals total. And so far in this very young NHL season, he has already scored five with the two that he had, um, during this last game. So I keep an eye out on him. I, it, he, it's coming. He, 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 yeah. Have you seen his like photo? His like portrait on like the Kraken page? Yeah. I mean, probably, but I don't think I can remember it off the top of my head. I'd have to look, but I do, I do like that. He was also like crediting, uh, he was kind of crediting his teammates with a lot of that this week too, about getting him the, getting him the puck and getting passes and all that kind of stuff. So he was not being a a selfish, like a braggart to bring back a word that no one really ever uses a braggart. Yeah. So, um, Brittany's smiling. She appreciates a good word. Don't you Britt? There you go. I I do. (laughs) Sorry. I'm over here like cheesing. Like that would be a word that Brittany puts on Scrabble and I'd be like braggart. It's not a word. She's like, look it up in the dictionary. Well, no, I feel like what Brittany would do is somebody else would put down brag and then she would add the ending. And it would end up on like a triple word score or something. And she'd be like, ha And it'd be like this whole thing. That's oh, what it would be. hundred percent. That's how it would go. Kate, right. I would love to play with you sometime. Oh, Scrabble? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Specifically? <laughs> I, I mean, are we talking about soccer or football? Specifically or football? Scrabble, Scrabble, not Boggle. Okay. Scrabble. We can give it a try sometime. And make, it, make Thanksgiving interesting. You never know. Ooh. Oh, Brittany's eyes kind of lit up right there. Listeners. That would have to be. It'll have its own spot at the table. Like it'll be, it'll have its own setting. Cranberry sauce and turkey. You guys. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. I'm good with that. All right, friends. Well, this is the end of the showdown lowdown this week. Brittany, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. We love just what you had to share. It just put me in a whole different headspace. I was like, I just wanted to stay there. You do look a little bit lighter. Like you're kind of floating a little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, Britt. Thank you so much for being here today. We love you. We love you. Thank you so much. It was a blast. I had a good time. Yay. All right. We are now in our Hawkeye analysis segment. And this is where we talk about the Seahawks football game that took place on Monday Night Football. And we were at that game. And I got to tell you, um, the title of the segment being the Hawkeye analysis, I really think that Hawkeye is appropriate here because we had really high up seats. We were in the last row. We were in row QQ of the 300 section. And granted, the view was great. The stairs were awful. Um, that's an, so bad. That's an understatement. So there's literally no seats behind us. We're at the tippy top top. And the stairs getting up there, I'll tell you, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning 
because my my legs my my eggs were achy. <laughs> my my legs were like so achy. Yeah. Because I went up and down those stairs. Three times. Three times. I just went up once and then sat there because I was not going to do it again. And then I went down them at the end of the game. I had too much to drink and I had to use the restroom. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm just. So I got a, I got the best leg workout of my life. Mm -hmm. And I was up for like an hour in the middle of the night because my legs hurt so bad. And then the rest of the, like Kate woke up the next morning and I'm like, being a big baby about it. Well, I mean, I don't think a big baby is quite the correct description, but you were obviously very uncomfortable. So it was a lot though. I mean, everybody who came up those stairs. So, okay. We'll actually get to the actual football part in just a second. But so we're sitting in the very last row, the row in front of us where we were sitting was empty for a while. And every time someone would come up the stairs, they would just plop into the last seat in that row and just catch their breath and literally look like, I mean, everybody looked like they were about to like pass out or something after that. They and, did. And then, and then one guy, like he, he came back and forth a couple of times. He was pretty funny. He was like, well, I'm not, I'm not ever going down there again. <laughs> it was just like, he no, was a, he was, no a, one should, he was a Saints, he was fan, a Saints too, fan, which so. was funny because we're like sitting there rooting on obviously the Hawks and he's saying things and so we're bantering back and forth it was a lot of fun it was great and I want to give a shout out to Corey Davis who is a Twitter friend and you can find him at Corey underscore d 2021 Corey came up to say hi and he got to hang out with us for like the whole game which is really cool um it was uh, he 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 messaged me and he's just like hey like I'm outside you know 306 or whatever section we were in and I'm like, I just got to the top of these stairs. So I was like, if you want to come say hi, you, like you can come on up. And he's like, cool. And then he realized by the time he got up there, like, I'm not, go I'm not going back down exactly. to my seat. Well, and his seats were, were open air. They were in the rain and we yeah. were totally covered. And mm -hmm. it was, you're watching the game on TV. It was raining. It was raining. It hard. was raining. So yeah, I can see why, um, I can see why he wanted to hang out, but nice guy. It was nice to meet him. Good to yeah. see him. So I was, that was really cool. Um, it's cool getting to meet some of you all that listen in and tune in. And, um, so that was a cool experience, but let's talk about the game. The which, actual sport. Okay. You all are going to have to forgive me just a tiny bit. I was watching the game, but when you're at the game in person, it's not as easy to see because they're not showing replays of all the things that you can see on TV about what happened. They I mean, do on occasion, but it's, there's some, but it's still a little bit tricky. It's well, yeah. Also, it's very distracting. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening that is not game. happening when you're sitting on your own couch. It's yeah. So here's kind of what we saw from the game. Okay, um, DK. That was an amazing that with that run touchdown. Yeah. 84 yard touchdown pass. My fantasy points were very grateful. At the very beginning of the game. At, and then that was like the, the the one thing that happened for him. I mean, that's kind of how it goes with DK, though, in these games. It's like he gets one big play, and then he doesn't really get much else. And it's not because he's not good. It's just because he's not getting the ball. He's not getting the ball. He's getting, like, double covered, or he's, like, being used as um, almost, like, a lineman to kind of like keep blocking, like blocking, yeah, to keep to keep things off to like hold hold people he back. He was more. extra in this game. Did you, his little like in terms, I'm surprised he didn't get the flag thrown, but he got the flag thrown against against the other guy. It was uh, 
Lattimore. Yeah. He was lined up against and they were chippy. I mean, but that's what DK does. His ego drives him. He's really good at getting other players to get the flag, Mm -hmm. but he's going to have to be careful. He's starting to really push those boundaries. And Mm -hmm. uh, some people are saying that it's distracting him from running effective routes. 100%. His it's, it's getting in the way. That's what I talked about before. His ego is, it's great for pushing and driving him, but I mean, you've got a, you've got a specific job to do. And, you know, throughout the course of the season, some of his actions have had some consequences that have impacted our games and our scores and all of that. And it's like, you know, you gotta, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do. Are you going to be part of the team? Or are you going to be like the guy? And I love the guy. I mean, he did score like the one touchdown we had this week. So I'm going to give him extra love. 100%. Yes, I agree. So there's DK's massive touchdown that gave us all hope at the very beginning of the game. Uh, This is going to be amazing. And then it was just like nothing. It was a very boring game overall. 13 to 10. But we held them to 10 for such a long time. Here's what... I liked, now people were also saying on Twitter, like, yeah, but it's James Winston. Like, he sucks just as much as Gino does. But I'm like, our defense, though, has not, like, that's the thing. They came out and they played. They did their job. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, from what, from what now, I saw, Kamara there was, did his job. There were some mistakes here and there. And if you let Alvin Kamara get the ball, you. Well, he's going to get the just, ball, but if you're not preparing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, him, you gotta, you've got to make sure where, one, he gets it and doesn't get very far, or two, but like, he just, I mean, I just love him. I missed his touchdown <laughs> because I was going to get us drinks. It's true. I actually kind of thought that you shouldn't leave again because when you left, <laughs> that's when, happened. that's what happened. I was like, Michael, I can never leave again, but it was fine. Um, it just, yeah, I, I, the Saints fans that were there were really happy afterwards. And, um, you know, I, I want to be happy for other people and stuff. So I was trying to be I'd be like, yay. Yeah, Kate's a really, really nice, friendly person. She's like, you know, just being kind and being like, hey, good game. Basically, like, I know, super I felt like, I totally quote. felt like it was like Little League and stuff. And like, when, um, so like at the beginning of the game, when the teams are coming out, and I feel like you don't get to see this part on TV, you know, but like the Saints came out before the Seahawks, you know, did their whole run out thing. And all these people were booing when the Saints were coming out. That's normal. I know, no, okay. I know. But I was sitting there, and in my little, in my little heart, I was mm-hmm. just like, "That's sad. They're just here to do their jobs, you know." <laughs> and <laughs> but I'm learning sports, so I'll get more tough and more vicious. Don't worry. But oh, I don't know. I just I don't. You can you, you know you can have your soft little heart. I, yeah. I love you. <laughs> so keep it that way. I'll be the vicious one. It's fine. We. Yeah. I just, you know, at the end, yeah, I felt like it was like Little League and I should go up to the other fans and be like, hey, good game, nice job, like whatever. But, you know, I guess healthy, like, what is it, ribbing is like what uh, what sports people do with each other. They, like, give each other a hard time. You should see Kate's elbow right now. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. With I'm it, trying but... to do that, like, you know, like that, hey, are you like, hey. hey, and like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Who knows what's happening? Either way, I just, I wanted to congratulate people because we were sad, but other people were happy and I wanted to. <laughs> Let them know Sometimes okay. we all just have to find the moments where we can find a moment of happiness. It's true. So, what else from that game? Uh, the J- Jason Myers. Uh, Jason Myers missed two field goals. Yeah. And if 
Is it two? Yeah, it's what. See, here's the thing, everybody. I'm going to be very, I'm just going to be very transparent. Because he got one. We had 10. I know. I have to be transparent, though. I didn't go back and rewatch this game on TV. We thought about it, though. And I was very, like, I was partially distracted while I was there. I was watching the game. So, again, I'm not going to, it's all from what I read, but I've seen everywhere that it was two missed field goals. I'm not doubting it. I just don't. Yeah, see. I don't know. I'm trying not to say here that maybe I had one I don't too think, many drinks. I don't think that's what it was. Okay. I think it's more just like things happened and then you were like, wait, what happened? Like, yeah, it's like you missed I it. would be, I mean, I was sitting there and there was a couple times where I was watching the screen for the replay for what and happened. And something else is happening. And then on they the field. already, they started right. the play on the field and then I missed what happened on the field. And then I was like, what's, so the, I'm easily distracted anyway, if you know me at all in real life. And so it's true. I don't know. Here's what we're going to do a better job at. On the game on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. Kate and I are sitting in pretty solid seats right behind the Seahawks team. Um, it's going to be super cool. It's going to, I'm hoping I can get some sort of autograph if we can get there early enough for their practice and see what I can do. I've got a Sharpie in the bag. Let's go. Uh, we're going to do a better job at seeing the game, focusing on the game, not being distracted and, and giving you a solid Hawkeye analysis next week. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of mind blown a little bit right now that I don't have more to say. I Gino mean, Smith, but, like, I, but really there weren't that many like crazy plays. Or I anything. know. So that's I mean, the thing. Collins had some good, some good running kind of spurts in there too, you know? And um, yeah, I just, there's not much to talk about this week. I, mean, I feel I like people not. are talking about how like, obviously Geno Smith isn't like what they're hoping he would be. And well, what are you hoping he's going to be like Russell Wilson or something? Because like, honestly, again, the issue being is that the last three games, yeah, we've had the ball within two minutes of the end of the game. Yeah. And he's had the opportunity. Fair. And none of those three times have we been able to pull out a win. And that's the unfortunate part. It's just like, it's true. I guess it really isn't just about how hard you try when it's about sports. Like the win probably does actually really matter a lot. It does, my love. It does. Um, but I just, I, I still feel like, in terms of this specific game, the point differential is that my saying that right? Like the difference in points between the two mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. Oh, you. She looked really impressed just now, everybody. Um, so the point differential was so low, and it changed. It. I mean, they just won at the end. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, I felt like that was pretty good, all things considered, because. Um, it's been bigger in other games. Well, this is such a like offensive heavy, uh, league now in terms of like, you feel like games are relatively high scoring Yeah, and that defenses are the ones to struggle, but this game was just overall low scoring. So a shout out to the defenses. The one thing that I didn't really like there, I think there was even one call on the saints and on us. It's like these roughing the passer calls where, it was actually the quarterbacks just being sacked and then they're getting called for roughing the passer. And it's yeah, like, there was a few calls that were kind of weird for some of those penalties. There was like an unnecessary roughness or something one. And I mean, even in showing the replay, it was kind of like, I don't, and, yeah. and maybe we just weren't seeing a good angle. Like maybe TV got a better view or something. There was but a like, couple bad calls. We couldn't that from, I've yeah, it didn't look seen. right. There was a missed, it was like a fourth down conversion. There was a missed um, call on an offensive false start on the Saints, which gave yeah. them a first down, which I think mm, led yeah. the points. 
So there's some key calls that were missed. Um, I don't know. You probably haven't heard this, but Marquise Blair uh, is out for the rest of the season with a fractured kneecap. Yeah, because he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. I remember that. I didn't know. So that now, that, I don't know. I didn't know that is what had happened. Yeah. So now Ugo Amadi is going to be right. the full time nickel position, which is kind of what he was doing last year, anyways, because Blair okay. had had that ACL yeah. tear last season, so he was out. I'm all. gonna I'm gonna be real honest though. I don't remember what a nickelback is aside from the band. <laughs> Can you help remind me and maybe any other listeners who don't know either? So a nickelback is the position where they have like, okay. So sometimes on the field, they'll have three linebackers on the field or they'll have like six DBs. Okay. So linebackers means we're talking defense. Okay. DBs are defense backs. Yeah. So, you know, like cornerbacks. Yeah. I got the corner. I know where that is. Yeah. Okay. So those are, Oh, wait, do nickels play, like, kind of in between? Yeah, so they're the ones that might cover, like, the crossing routes. They're going to be, co- like... Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think, again, there's just too many backs in this game for they're, me to they're keep They're typically straight. a lot faster. They're helping cover, like, so... There's running backs, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, nickelbacks. Like, I don't know. There's just that ending, right, the back part. I think it's just there's just too many of those, and I get kind of mixed up. So thank you for helping me. I love you so much. I appreciate it. So, yeah, so he's out, and it sounds like Brandon Shell aggravated his ankle again, and he's our right tackle, so we'll see how that goes. Sounds like now they're going to be shifting up um, the center position, and now that Ethan Posick is healthy again, and yeah. let them compete again. But this is the frustrating part. It's like you can't help for Brandon Shell that he's injured. Sure. But to be heading into week eight, yeah. And to say that your center position is still up for grabs. It seems a little bit. Weird. And I get that Ethan Posick was on injured reserve for a while, so you couldn't necessarily have them compete sooner. Like, But they also saw how to look at them in the preseason that they're still competing. I, to me, I'm just like, your center is the one that's communicating. They're hiking the ball. They're communicating with the rest of the line what they see. Like, That's, to me, one of the most important positions on the line if not you know of course you have somebody like your left tackle who's prote- protecting Russell's blind side like that's a really important position too but the center is the one communicating for the entire line I feel like I'm learning a lot in this moment right here I don't think I realized how important the center actually was to the game well and that's why it was so frustrating when they didn't draft a center high like whether you know um I was all high on uh Quinn Miners true you were but then there's Creed Humphrey, who, guess who has this center, who's, like, having one of the top PFF ratings at the center, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, uh, jeez. Like, they need that. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of do right now. I don't know what the struggle is with Patrick Mahomes, but we won't get into that, because that's not the Hawkeye analysis. That's true. That's, that's a, the that's Patrick a, that's Mahomes a, eye analysis. That's a different thing. Yeah. So, again, I, I found a little bit more to talk about, but... That's what you're going to get for this week's Hawkeye analysis. <laughs> and that's all that's you're going to get. get. Okay, so I hope that was good enough. And if not, then we'll try again next week. Maybe I should try with a different eye. Maybe. Oh, I see what you did there because it's a hawk eye. Yeah. Maybe use the other eye. Yep. 
I get it. What's the other eye? The I mean, it's like you have a left eye and a right eye, so maybe so it's the opposite eye. Whichever okay. eye you weren't using today. Um, yeah, let's end it there before it gets worse. All right, cool. So, <laughs> all right, guess what? This mailbag segment that we're going to have up next has a lot of mailbag questions. I can't so wait. Stay tuned. I can't wait. is the mailbag segment and this week you guys just poured in with questions and I know it's because one of you would love to win this $15 Amazon gift card which Kate and I are gonna have to determine who has the most entertaining question of the week. I think some of that determination is going to come also from the answers and the banter that ensues. I agree. Let's get started because there's so many questions. So many. So we're starting with at Kylie Jo Scallon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is my lovely sister's fiance. It's true. And her question was supposed to be covered last week, but I'm the worst future sister-in-law and totally forgot to add it in. So I'm sorry, Kylie, and I love you very much. We do. So, we love you a lot. Thanks. For so you get it for, you're the first you're the one. First, yeah, exactly. And Kylie asked, who is your favorite sports hero? You get to go first. You're going to be surprised, I think, by mine. Am I? I can see it written down. <laughs> the disrespect. Uh, I, yes. So I chose Cam Chancellor. Okay. And I chose Cam Chancellor as my favorite sports hero. Number one, I do have his jersey. That's not why I chose him as my favorite sports hero. You do. I loved watching him play in the Legion of Boom. Like, he was my favorite player on the field. Mm. Easily. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm his presence on the field, it was just like, it was like chilling. Yeah. The, the see him hit another player, just the impact. It just like shook, like it felt like it shook you on the couch at home. Wow. That's pretty impressive. And yet he's just like this humble, super, like, uh, he's still here in Seattle. He really likes to support Seattle businesses. Like he's just a good guy. Yeah. Um, he's my sports hero. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so since I'm learning sports still, um, my favorite sports here I decided to go with um, was Andre the Giant. Yeah, because one, what? He, yeah, Andre the Giant. Okay, for one, he was uh, a wrestler, which is pretty awesome. Mm. And when I was a kid, my dad and I used to watch. Wrestling. You want to know where my brain went? Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah, I mean, is that his name on Princess Bride? Well, it's not his name in the movie. His name is Fezzik in the movie, but that is who played Fezzik the Giant was That's Andre why, the Giant. Okay. That's why I was so confused. It's like, why are we talking about a Princess Bride character? No, we're, talking about, a, we're talking about a sports hero who also was an actor in one of the greatest oh movies of all gosh. time, The Princess Bride. But I mean, I'm just saying, he was he was he's awesome. And when I was a kid, my dad and I would watch like wrestling and stuff, and it just made me think about about that. Plus, also, I mean, did you see his performance in The Princess Bride? He was very athletic. Very impressive. I am entertained by that answer. I just... That's, that surprised me. I was not expecting this answer. And obviously, I was like, Princess Bride? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I forgot that Andre the Giant was a wrestler, which is hilarious, considering my brain first went to a movie. Yeah, but if football, then I'm going Marshawn Lynch. So. 
I knew you would say that. I, that's kind of where I thought you would actually go. Either that or Charles Barkley. Oh, I get into Charles Barkley in a later answer. You'll find out. Oh, okay. I, I think I know what you're going to answer for that one later. All right. So our next question is from at Mick Tudor. And his question is, are we going to make the playoffs this season for the, Seah- the Seahawks? Probably not. I don't I'm going to say it's not. a long shot at this point, but I'm hopeful. I'm always going to stay hopeful. And something my mom taught me, she was a coach for years uh, for softball. She coached many different sports um, at the junior high level. And something I always remember her sharing with me is that when she coached softball, there was a season where her team was, I think it was like 15 and 0. Like they were undefeated. It was her last season in the game. It was the 16th game. And that last game of the season, they lost. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being a story she shared because she's like, at any given moment, anything can happen. You can't, yeah, you, you can't get ahead of yourselves. Yep. You have to just know that. And I think that's why like Russell Wilson always says, you know, one and oh, we're one and oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I think it's a long shot. I would I love, think- I would love the comeback story of that though. I would love the whole, like Russell comes back after the injury and then all of a sudden like, yeah, yeah. That would be, if, if, it, it'd be great. We could win out from here on out. We don't know that. I mean, we don't. It's we just don't having know. faith, right? It's staying hopeful. It's staying in. It's it's continuing to be fans and being supportive. And of course, we're going to hope and want changes and have our opinions about things. But at the end of the day, I know I'm turning on that game and I'm watching them and I'm going to want them Absolutely. to win. And, you know, just supporting them, whether they're up or down. Exactly. You know? Yep. Great question. All right. This next one is from... Our uh, extra co-host we had earlier today. Yeah, our special guest. This is at Britt underscore Mattis. And she said, all right, favorite touchdown celebration of all time. So I'm going to answer that part first. Sure. And I'm going to go, there's a lot to choose from because the Seahawks have some of the best celebrations. But I'm going to go, and I'm sure I could have shared any celebration from any team. But I'm going to go with the NSYNC Bye 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 celebration. That the Seahawks had. It's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think they uh, were pretty in sync. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, I don't know about favorite of all time because again, learning sports and also slightly a bad memory for certain things. But um, I feel like one that I've seen that I thought made like kind of an impact, like I thought was really interesting, was like uh, Alex Collins, like Irish jig. Yeah. Um, that's. <laughs> That was, I was kind of like, am I really just saying this right now? And that kind of was, I, I liked that. I'm one not surprised. It's Kate, you, you can, you, yeah, I'm not surprised that that's like your favorite one. I mean, favorite of what I can think of in yeah, the moment. I mean, sure. I'm sure if you showed me a bunch of clips, I could pick one. Oh, out. wait. I don't know why neither one of us said the beast mode crotch grab. Oh, because again, bad memory for things. So, yeah, no, that's. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind the of ultimate good. one. That's kind the of the one good where he one. like secretly kind of did it against the Green Bay Packers and that game, like because he's like, I'm not going to go all out and get a flag, but I'm like going to kind of do it a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he's like it was very subtle, but like all so of us know it's so great. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, so, so the good. second part of her question, and what would your TD celebration look like, Brittany? I'm going to have to go ahead and say that. You know, growing up, we came up with some choreography to Aaron Carter's song, Aaron's Party, for a throwback for those of you who loved the 90s. Um, 
or who loved specific music in the 90s. I guess. <laughs> Uh, I think it's because it was like on a now CD, which mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't, but I think it was anyways. So Aaron's party, we came up with this dance. I, I might be able to remember part of it, but it's, it's been a long time, but I, like I feel it. like for you, Brittany, that that would be what I choose to do if I got a touchdown. I mean, this is kind of giving me some like friends vibes with Chandler and Monica's like new year's rock and Eve choreographed dance thing that they did. Wasn't that. Uh, Monica and Ross. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. Monica okay. and Ross. Oh man. Wow. That's disappointing. Jeez. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to get my friend's card revoked on that one, but I'll try to write it back. Also, by the way, RIP yeah. Gunther. I know that was big news this week too. It was very big news. And you know what? The reason we can talk about friends right now is because they have those, you know, those, um, those episodes where they're playing football and, you know, we can talk about friends right now because it's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> Kate's telling it how, how it is, but that's true. That's true. Did you say what was your celebration? Oh yeah. No, sorry. My celebration. I'm basic. So I would uh, just spike the ball and you know, that thing that, that you do with your knees where they like go in and out, like, yeah. Like, and then you get the arms, like, I don't know if it's like the elbows are out and stuff like kind of, was like that a funky, chicken like funky chicken kind of on that one? Okay. I think I I think I just pull that out because I I kind of freeze under pressure with certain things. Like I get drive through anxiety where I don't know what to order, even though I've ordered there like eighty five times. So I probably would just pull that out because it'd probably be the only thing I could think of to do. I don't know if I could actually like pull out some sort of choreography after like the adrenaline rush of me mm. of me actually scoring a touchdown. I think I'd be so shocked and confused that it actually happened that I wouldn't be able to pull out some other yeah cool stuff. I could see where I would also bow. I could be like, like thank yes, you. Thank like, you. You're I, welcome. I don't know. Maybe a nice curtsy. Yeah, perhaps. A curtsy. Sure. Uh, that's a good one. All right. So our next question is from SS Fisher 87, which is our friend Steve. What's up, over Steve? Over at the Ballhawks podcast. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. this is a funny question that he asked because I think he thought he would stump us both on this one. But um, it was like the easiest question of the it night. It was. Though. So his question was, you get one VIP pass to meet the Seahawks after the game, but in all caps, you have to leave your wife in the stands while you meet the players. Do you go? You each need to write down your answer, which we did. We Yeah, we did. And we both said, uh, yeah, no, go. <laughs> I'm like, see you later. I'm like, go get me an autograph. <laughs> And your voice is out too because it's after a Seahawks game. All the next group, like, go get me an autograph. You know, (laughs) that was pretty good. You sounded like the grandpa from (laughs) Courage the Cowardly Dog. (laughs) I've got some skills that maybe not everybody knows about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, both of us were like, see you later. Give me an autograph. Have fun. Give them my number. I'll see. I don't know about that part. Maybe, I mean, if maybe they want to come on a podcast and sure. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Give them the podcast. Hang out sometime, you know, whatever. Let's be best friends. Totes. Uh, yeah. Both of us would not be salty if the other person's like, bye. I mean, would there be a little bit of jealousy? Probably. Especially if I got it and Michaela didn't like, she'd probably be a little bit bitter about it, but honestly, like, I think she'd be happy for me that I'd have that opportunity. <laughs> so if yeah. anybody out there wants to provide the opportunity. Make sure there's two passes. (laughs) Two passes. Her eyes. Uh. (sighs) Okay. Next question is from at at S. Doverst. Hopefully I'm saying that right. 
I might have not said that right. Um, so which current or former Seattle Seahawks sports or not Seattle Seahawks, excuse me, former Seattle sports talk show host, would you want to have as a guest in your podcast? I kind of steered a little bit away from the specific Seattle sports talk show. And I went more with, um, a sports caster that is very near and dear to so many, so many people. And I selected Dave Niehaus. My, oh my. My, oh my. And I know, you know, he passed away in 2010, but he was the Seattle Mariners announcer. Um, it just was like, he was the voice. He was know? the voice of the Seattle Mariners from their inaugural season in 1977 to 2010 when he passed away. Yeah, it's, and I couldn't, I couldn't think of anybody different because again, new at sports, don't know tons of sports talk show hosts, especially Seattle specific ones. And, but when I heard that, I mean, I was just like baseball, like Dave Niehaus, like that's, I used to go to, you know, Mariners games with, you know, my dad and stuff, like in the kingdom and everything yeah. too. And like, that was just, you know, my, oh my. that's just what you remember. Yeah, exactly. So deep to left. Field. I feel like he would have been a fun it's guy God. to talk to. Oh God, it was just so like it was mm -hmm. such an iconic voice. So good, and he just seemed like such a nice guy. Like I feel like he could have announced anything, and just you would have had such a. Good I would time have had him at, like record his voice for each segment of this podcast to introduce each segment, and just like kept that for every episode. I mean, that would have been pretty epic. It would have been epic. Yeah, if anybody can, you know, give me a Dave Meehouse voiceover. <laughs> Somebody's out there got skills, I'm sure. I know. All right, mom, you're next. Well, it's not at mom because this is just my mom, so <laughs> don't <laughs> at my mom. Um, she asked, if you were asked to lead a cheer during a Seahawks game, what would you choose? And what does it look like and sound like? Let's hear it. Okay, mom, challenging me. I see you. I would go with B, aggressive. B, B, aggressive. B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E. -E -E. I'm glad Kate can spell that fast because I would have totally messed up that spelling, <laughs> even though it's written down. Um, because the Seahawks need to be more aggressive. <laughs> uh, be more aggressive, Pete Carroll. Come on, man. Threw his gum on the ground. Okay. Well, it's, not, needs, it's apparently it was a very angry gum throw from what I heard that the television showed. We missed that because we were up in the boonies. I got a text top. about it. So that's what it would sound like. What it looks like, Mom, I guess I'm just going to have to show you uh, next time we see you. Yeah, we'll have to make sure she practices and everything first. But yeah, I don't know. In terms of cheers, I mean, I think that's one of the things when I was watching the game is that the, I don't know, if they're, are they still called the Seagulls? They were the Seagulls mm -hmm. years ago. I don't know if they still are or not. Yeah. Um, I sat next to a Seagull once on an airplane. Fun story. Anyway, um, oh, way to withhold that information from you. This I mean, time. we didn't have like a conversation or anything, and she, you know, the, missed opportunities. Well, it's I, I, I'm happy with my choice, but um, yeah, I watching them. It's like they're they. It's more dancing now. It's not really as much like cheers like it is in like high school. I'm wondering and, if it's college and stuff. I wonder if it's like so because of how dangerous i mean maybe i doubt it maybe the seagulls are they're a dance team they're not a cheer like i think that there's a difference between a cheer yes, squad and a absolutely dance team. so i think so that i'm more saying dance. like yeah yes but i mean for for a seahawks game 
I was, you know, trying to think back about what we saw and I'm like, you know, there wasn't really, I realized, I don't think I realized it before. I realized it wasn't, there isn't really like the cheerleadery sort of thing that you see in like, like high school football games. And right. Stuff. In college. Yeah and, yeah. and I'm assuming college. I, my college didn't have a football team. Yes. College so, has cheer it's in basketball though. But I only went to half of the game my freshman year and whatever. Anyway. So, um, again, learning sports. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to say that I can episode 10. I can say it as long as I want. Darn it. Um, whether or not it's true, who knows? But I think that... She's going to say it for every episode. It's going to be like episode 100. It'll, she's like, I'm just learning sports. It'll be like my catchphrase. Um, like, hey, Kate here, learning sports. Um, but no, I think the be aggressive cheer is a great one. And I feel like if I was to choreograph it, I would put like some sort of punching motion in it to make it really look aggressive. But... I don't know. If I want to share this one because I'm sure my mom will remember this. My stepdad will probably remember this too. And it kind of leads into his question. And one of his question is what sporting memory participating or viewing had the greatest impact on you. And although this wasn't necessarily the greatest impact on me per se with my personal sports memory, which I have a lot of them because I played softball, I played soccer, team sports, you know, just, I love playing, but softball was my main sport. And this kind of goes along with cheering. We had a group of guys in high school that would come to like all of our games. And, you know, some of them were dating the players on the team and stuff. And so Hmm. they were like solid support and they were super like rambunctious, like loud. And when our pitcher would strike somebody out, because she was really good, she would strike out a lot of, a lot of batters as the player on the other team would walk back to the dugout they would chant, they'd like with her foot pattern of like one, two, like left, right foot, they'd go left, right, left, right. And they would go like, they'd get faster if they started walking faster. You're like left, right, left, right, left, right. Sit down. Whoop-a! Like she's <laughs> like a whip. And that sounded they like would, a Chandler whoop Yeah. Whoop-a. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty entertaining. And now that I'm an adult, I'm kind of like, dang, that's like super disrespectful. And like, when you're in high school and having people say that to you after you strike out, it's not necessarily great for your mental health. But um, I was thoroughly entertained in high school hearing that chant because it happened a lot. <laughs> I I made some poor choices as a uh, spectator at the girls' basketball games in my high school. Um, I got kicked out of a couple because I apparently did not have such a soft, kind heart. <laughs> <laughs> and every time the other team would go to shoot, I would just yell, "Brick!" <laughs> really loud. Um, yeah, but that's probably just because going into this question for myself, probably because um, the greatest, the sporting member that had the greatest impact on me um, was I didn't, I didn't play a lot of sports. I'm tall, so people think I should be good at sports, which I think is a weird assumption, I guess, but. I always got told that I should be like a goalie for soccer. I should play basketball and all those things. And that, you know, you need coordination and stamina to do stuff like that. And I'm not as good at that yet. Some growth mindset. Um, But when I was a kid, I played on a county rec league for basketball. And um, I, I mean, my brother played basketball in like the driveway and stuff like that. And I thought I kind of knew what was going on. I was not great at basketball. I just knew that I wanted the ball and this is like fourth, fifth grade, something like that. The jerseys were t-shirts that were peach with like royal blue numbers, which sounds, sounds like awful. a horrible combination. And it was. And I fouled out of several games um, 
because I was, well, to go back to the cheer, I would pick the be aggressive. I was just too, I was too aggressive. And then also once I'd get the ball, nothing good happened with it. I never would really score anything. And my dad started um, alluding to the fact that I reminded him of Charles Barkley and um, which, I mean, Charles Barkley, great player, but also, yeah, I could see where that comparison was made. So um, so maybe that's why in high school, when I'd go to the girls' games and watch, maybe that's why I was just a little extra, extra salty and aggressive and bitter. Was maybe I just had that, had that thing going on for me. But yeah, that's no, amazing. Yeah, it, I don't know. I'm not great at sports. So outside of like our own personal memories, to answer Bob's question, because I know he said participating or viewing, but I'm gonna sure. have to make sure I mention one of the greatest impacts on me was watching the Seahawks win Super Bowl 48. Totally. Uh, just that, that game we dominated, uh, the Broncos and I own the DVD. Like I can watch it anytime I want. That's how like great that was. Very passionate about it. Very passionate. And have you seen Super Bowl? Have Have I had you watch that? Did you watch that? I watched it when it happened in real life. I watched it. Yeah. We were at my, um, we were at my parents' house or I wasn't my, you weren't there. Um, we were, I was not was too long ago. <laughs> um, no, I was, uh, I'm pretty sure I was at my parents' house watching the game. Ooh. Yeah. That's where I did a lot of my sports. So Bob, those are some of our, some of our favorite memories. Yeah. Also, I would have to say, I really did also enjoy going to my mom and dad's games that they would coach. Like my dad I coached baseball, that. my yeah, mom get coached that. softball, uh, growing up as a kid. And I remember specifically with my mom's softball team, I was like little, Mm-hmm. But they seem like they're junior high kids and they seem so old to me. I was like, those are old people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I just remember how kind they were when I'd be around as my mom was coaching and how I like looked up to her and getting to see my mom just coach team. I think that really uh, inspired me to want to play the sport in the game. So mom, shout out to you for being, you know, just such a huge impact on me in terms of sports and loving athletics. And um, absolutely. All that and shout out to my dad too for, you know, being a baseball coach and getting to watch him too and love loving to tag along to see them play. So that's awesome. Well, that kind of leads us to well, we can't close out the remarks yet because we have to pick a favorite oh, and most entertaining question. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two that I personally thought were my favorite, and okay. I want you to tell me. So. I really loved your personal response to <laughs> who's your favorite sports hero to Kylie's question. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. Cause it's Andre good. the giant, I was just like princess bride. I mean, Hey, yeah. so that was a good, right. He was amazing. Yeah. And then I enjoyed talking about Bob's question a lot. Cause I feel like it brings a person like, I felt like it was a little bit on a personal level getting to share our stories. Absolutely. Up. Everybody was wondering about what I did for sports in fourth and fifth grade. So now that mystery has been solved. So what do you think? Like, did you, did you like, I mean, it's not that we didn't like the others. No, these are, these are great questions. These are great questions. I love that we had so many this week to go through also. It's totally fun. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that one, hmm. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the Bob question. I'm going to go with the Bob question. Yeah, maybe the Bob question. Bobbert. That's how I, what I call my stepdad. Bobber, it's it's endearing. I think I'm the only one that really calls him it. So he's lucky. Um, you you are the winner of the most entertaining question this week because I think that uh, we had the most entertaining responses to that specific question. That was pretty good, yeah. So thank you for asking everybody. Bob, you win. 
keep uh, keep dropping those questions to us and uh, you know check us out on social media and all that stuff to see more of of what's coming and what's happening and hey you know maybe we'll have more I think there's we do polls on Twitter and yeah. stuff like that so be sure to check check that out and Instagram stories stuff shows up every once in a while so just make sure you're following over there it. as well yeah um, but yeah we're at PNW Showdown on both Instagram and Twitter. And happy to uh, to see you there. And don't forget, trying to get that website up soon. So that'll yeah. be posted also for you on those channels so that you'll be able to find us over there on the interwebs as well. Yeah. And this kind of leads us to those closing podcast remarks. Yeah. It is the end of the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast, episode six. Thank you all again for listening. And we hope you turn it, tune in next time. Remember to always take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time.